I got a text message from my friend a couple of days ago and she says, I just took trying to get good skin too far. I dermaplaned my own face and shaved off half an eyebrow. (laughs) Well, I just don't know where to start. I mean, if you've got coloured hair or you're regularly using heat on your hair or you're both of these ladies, me, that's you and that's you, Blondie, over there, then you should be applying a hair mask at least once every two weeks. Oh, my God, I apply a hair mask maybe once every three months. So another listener question, everybody. Yay, we love these. And we've got so many. I thought I'd just go through how to pick the right one for yourself. I have never seen my dark circles covered as well as when I've done that. Hello and welcome back to Get Lippy, the podcast that is lifting the lid on all things beauty. As always, I'm Carly Orman, editor of beautycrew.com.au. And I'm Sally Hunwick, beauty director on Murray Claire. I'm Bettina Tyrrell, beauty editor on InStyle Australia. Now today we have a great question, which I think everyone wants to know the answer to. Everybody. It's about concealers. Sal, I'm going to leave you to get to that a bit later. And Bettina is going to teach us how to be better at hair masking. Yes, I'm super passionate about it. It's the one thing that I get lippy about a lot. But first, I want to talk about dermaplaning. Specifically, Bettina, you told me a story the other day that left me equal parts aghast, in stitches and just feeling awful. Yeah. Can you tell the story, please? Yes, I can. I um, I got a text message from my friend a couple of days ago and she says, I just took trying to get good skin too far. I dermaplaned my own face and shaved off half an eyebrow. Oh, <laughs> oh the poor girl. I, know. <laughs> I was just like... I'm- my response immediately Did was, you get a photo? send pics. Yeah. yeah, that's what I said. I'm like, oh, my God, please tell me this picture. Pictorial reference, please. So first of all, I'm sorry to your friend that this happened. Me too. How did this happen? Could you do a plane? Because, okay, this okay. is what I want to talk about is that there's this huge trend towards – in general, like skin treatments for better skin, but I at think home. Well, derma professionally, dermaplaning's like just taken off. Um, I don't know if you guys know Zoe Foster Blake has always spoken about how she's a big fan of dermaplaning before a big event. So, for anyone who doesn't know what dermaplaning is, in a very short nutshell, and we can put some links to more detailed articles in the show notes. It's Taking a small razor to your face and shaving your face. So it's like intense exfoliation. Sal, stop shaking your head. It's intense exfoliation and it kind of gets rid of that like peach fuzz that some people get on their face. It's meant to help increase the circulation, leave skin soft and glowy. But I think the biggest benefit is your makeup application just is next level. And so now that's translated to at home. So you get brands like Revlon and Emco Beauty. They have those. Have you seen the little at-home little face razors? Yeah, they're just literally like a little razor. Yeah, Yeah, so now everyone's talking about them. They're really accessible um, and so they're shaving their faces and their eyebrows. Um, I got this done last year. I had a professional dermaplane treatment and I just wanted to talk about it a bit because I think a lot of – Do talk about it, please. I'm dying to hear about dermaplaning. Carly Holman's face. (laughs) Well, I just don't know where to start because I think a lot of people's apprehension, they go, oh, my God, a razor to your face. Did you get a beard afterwards? That is is what I would – I'd be concerned that I'd come out like two weeks later with a moustache. I can tell you from my personal experience that does not happen. It is not going to give you a 5 o'clock shadow. I can't see any 5 o'clock shadow. Yeah, see, like I'm – 
beard free. And we, under, un, we are under fluorescence. Yeah, <laughs> this is not a forgiving light. <laughs> no. And you can see there's no five o'clock shadow. The thing is, is that, yes, you're shaving the hair off. And when it comes out, it may... You're I'm going to say, does it feel spiky? A tiny bit, there, but that's only because if you think about it, you're shaving like the your follicle. Legs. Like your legs. But it doesn't, it's not black. Like it takes maybe a couple of days and then it finds out. Okay. But you have blunt in the edges of those Well, that's hairs. the thing. It's like you've shaved it so you've blunted the edges, but it's like for a microscopic second, but it doesn't go, your hair doesn't go darker. It's the same soft fuzz. Mm. So I would say my skin straight afterwards was kind of, it was a bit red and tender because it's you're taking a razor to your face. It, there was no blood. It didn't. There was. It, Are you it's not invasive. Off a layer like of a man, skin. like That's, like like when a man gets <laughs> no. So red. so razor the way burn. that the way Wait, that razor burn. Do you have to put a bit of cologne on after? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, so <laughs> the therapist. I'm joking. I'm joking. So I went to the All Saints Skin Clinic in Double Bay. Oh, they're mm-hmm. very good. They're very good, and it's almost like they use. Uh, I don't, I'm going to try my best to articulate this because you guys can't see it, but the therapist used like a soft, like a quick flicking motion of the wrist and it's like a quick shave of the face. That's okay. how I do my legs. That quickly? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just, so there, there, was no, there was no chance of being cut. I did not get cut. I didn't get a beard. My skin after the red and the like tenderness died down was very soft and smooth. And I don't have a lot of peach fuzz, but my makeup has never applied better. So I can understand and where, why people did in your face? Did you do it all over? All over. But like I think the biggest is the, area of concern jaws, yeah. is the, yeah, is the yeah. cheeks and the jaws yeah. where people would get that. Yeah. Um, fluffy peach fuzz. Sal, so I want to know why are you so hesitant. Yeah, I don't know. See, I I'm happy to try a lot of in salon treatments. I'm not hesitant about that. I, there's something about it. I just I'm Is not. The I'm not fan. I'm not a fan. I just uh, maybe I'm partial to my cheek fuzz. I don't know. <laughs> like, or maybe I just don't have enough cheek fuzz to be worrying about well, it. But I, I mean, I do understand about the makeup application and how it w- would go on better, and you might have you know, a smoother finish, but I just, I'm just not into it. I don't know. I just, I just think about it and I go, mm, that is not for me. That is just something I just, I'm not really, Well, that's I'm not really keen. That's I'm just what, not keen. That's fine. That's fair. And what I was going to say is I think it's a really good treatment if peach fuzz is a big concern for you. If you're looking for the glow and the exfoliation and the circulation, there are plenty of other professional yeah, treatments that you Yeah, I feel like you, you could do to. like a yeah. microdermabrasion yes. or you could do a microneedling. Yeah, I've and, had that. It's you know, and you can get the glow. I understand about the glow. I just don't – maybe I'm just not fussed about the, the peach fuzz. So is a dermaplaning um, treatment, is that something that you would book in for like every four weeks? Or is it literally like – or is it every big occasion, occasion only? only? Yeah. I like think, are we talking logies or I wedding think, or are we talking? I Look, I think I would say that's dependent on the individual. I don't think it's something you can get every two weeks because it is like, you know, quite intense on your skin. I would yeah. say no less than four to six weeks in between. Right. But for someone like when Zoe Foster Blake posts about it, she insinuates that she does it for big event things because of the makeup and, you know, the glow factor and all of that. So I'd say, you know, if you're interested in it, go professional first Um, and also maybe not for you if you have sensitive skin or acneic skin because that 
can be quite, it can cause a bit of inflammation. Yeah. Also, I would just throw out there, what about laser hair removal? Like you can well, do a little bit of laser hair removal on the upper so lip. A lot of people get that on the upper lip. Well, you can do a bit of, the, you know, I, th- I, I just think there's other there's other options out there. If, if you're not into dermaplaning like me, if you're in my camp, I would just go and do a little bit of laser in the areas. that. But, of course, you have to have the dark hair, light skin. I understand that. And so, that's what I was going to say is that, with the laser hair removal, that's kind of more if facial hair, like a, like the step up above the peach fuzz, like if it's darker, coarser hair, if it's just that light peach fuzz, um, laser may not help. But if facial hair is, you know, a darker facial hair is an issue, then, yeah, look into laser mm. treatments. So now back to the at-home stuff. Yeah. So I would say maybe first go to a professional to see what the technique is um, so you can figure it out better for yourself at home so you don't lose an eyebrow. And then I would also say when you take it home to do wash your face with some warm water, shave in downward stroke, gentle downward strokes, and just be careful. Don't have a glass of wine before, but do head to our show notes if you do want to find out a bit more about professional dermaplaning. I think next I want to hear how Bettina is so good at hair masking because I'm so goddamn awful at it. This week I wanted to talk about something I'm really passionate about and it's not Taylor Swift, it's hair masks. I think they're super underrated and an underused method for obtaining really healthy, shiny, gorgeous hair. I mean, if you've got coloured hair or you're regularly regularly using heat on your hair or you're both of these ladies, me, that's you and that's me you, too. Blondie, over there, then you should be applying a hair mask at least once every two weeks. Oh, my God. I apply a hair mask maybe once every three months. Sally? Oh, I, I apply a hair mask but not I, – I don't put it on for that long. Okay. I think that's my problem. I know why you're not all that diligent with your hair masks because, like, I get it. It's a faff, but it really doesn't need to be. And I've got a kind of a method that I use and you know what? A hairstylist may call in and say, call in or text in or (laughs) or write in. (laughs) Call our hotline. (laughs) And say, Bettina, that's that's terrible Honestly, I will listen to But this is what I want. This is what I want. So throw it at me. I want to know. Okay. Me too. So... Skip the whole idea of applying a hair, like washing your hair, then applying a hair mask to wet hair, and then getting back, waiting twenty minutes, and then getting back in the shower. That is not going to. That's my thing. You're not going to get out of the shower and then get in the shower. That's what's recommended on the tubes, but that doesn't necessarily need to happen. This is how I apply a hair mask to my hair. The night before, I'm going to wash my hair the next morning. Mm -hmm. I get the hair mask and I apply it to dry dirty hair. I put the, like I put the cream all through my hair, then I comb it through so it gets good, even distribution. And then I twist it up and put it into a bun and I sleep in it. What about your pillowcase? Everyone always asks me this. I don't really have an issue with it. I mean, I just wash the pillowcase. Because it does, does it sort of dry into your hair a little bit? Well, so I put it on. and icky? No, it's not damp and icky. It kind of dries into your hair. So if you do it like an hour before bed, like before, like while you're cooking dinner or before you cook dinner or something, then your hair pretty much dries. But how early you go to bed? I, <laughs> yeah. This yeah, is I, a side I, note. I, do, I am very early to bed, but I'm also early to rise. So, you know. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't to mean so to get specific. you off track. I didn't mean to get you no, off track. Okay. So you don't have to. Go to so bed at 9 p.m. You know, you don't, and it doesn't have to be an hour before, and it doesn't have to be while you're cooking dinner. But just apply a hair mask when it suits you at any time before bed, and then you sleep in it. Then you wake up and you wash your hair as if you would normally wash it for that morning. Do you condition afterwards? 
Yeah, I just do my same, just same routine. Just as if nothing ever happened. <laughs> but but you just got awesome but hair. But then you just wait and your hair is beautiful. So basically what happens is when you apply a mask to wet hair, the hair is so saturated in water that it can't really that's right. absorb. That's why they say towel dried, doesn't it? Towel dried. Don't know. Yeah. And, but if you're using a mask that's an oil-based hair mask, mm-hmm. um, then it's really not, not penetrating. It's not going to penetrate at all. And uh, you really do need to keep it in there for a good amount of time, like three minutes in the shower I, it is not enough. What you're saying is that all hair masks are overnight masks. They may not be on the. This packet. is very controversial. Yeah, I no, I think. Yeah, I think going rogue. So this is what directions. I'm saying. This is when someone could be like, um, Bettina, your hair is going to fall off. <laughs> the male is. But I've never come had. In. I've never had an issue with that. What hair mask are you using? Or I've masks? Got a few. Yeah, because I've got you're a so few passionate. on the go. I'm so passionate. I mean, Olaplex number three hair perfector. Um, you can get is that the, from that Adore the OG Beauty. one. That is the OG. Oh yeah, I one. like that one. So a must colored, for all blondes. A must for all blondes, but all just coloured hair or heat damaged hair. Basically, it has like a bond sealer in it, so it kind of tracks down where the hair has breakage, and it's got this super incredible technology in it that binds the hair back together, and you've got really beautiful, healthy hair, sand split ends. Elise Taylor swears by that one. Yeah. Mm. And she's actually got really good hair. She for does a for a real blonde. Like yeah. she's really blonde. Uh, the other one I like, really super budget friendly option, the Pantene Three Minute Miracle Intensive Treatment Program. So that's those little ones in the oh, little ampules. Ampules. So They're so good. Yes. Yeah. Um, I really like that. I know. I know. It says three minute. Miracle, but keep you can keep that in longer. There's nothing telling Three you. Three minutes, not to. twelve Bettina's hours overnight miracle. Yeah, <laughs> and I also really like. I may get this name wrong, but I'm going to give it a go. Briogeo, don't despair, repair mask. That's, exclamation point. Yeah, exclamation. It does. It has it. That is um, in Sephora, and that's for like if you've got really dry hair, then that's also a really good one. But keep your eyes out. If you if you are a person with oily hair, so it's not always about damaged dry hair. If you're someone with oily hair and you're finding that you're washing your hair, you know, every single day because you're getting this constant oil buildup, keep an eye out for Hair Ritual by Sicily pre-shampoo purifying mask. It has white clay in it, which helps to absorb oils and really like deep clean the scalp. And I and oh, you might be able to get an extra you might be able to get an extra day. That's wash out of that. Huh? So that's, yeah, again, you can get stuck on that cycle, can't you? Every day you're washing your hair. Exactly. And this one is actually designed to put in dry hair. So I'm actually getting that one correct. But um, according <laughs> to the following the instructions. instructions. But yeah, that one's not out yet. So that's out in early September. But yeah, I think right. that's a Keep real, um, it's a bit of a game, a game changer, changer hmm. for people with oily hair. So yes. I think you're onto a winner, honestly. I yes. think this is I'm inspired. I think you should all give tonight. it a go. If anyone um, thinks differently, definitely get in touch and let me know because I want to know. But to recap, Apply mask to dry, dirty hair, sleep in it, wash it out in the morning, done. Done. I'm into it. I'm going to try it next time I wash my hair. Me too. But next, we are talking under eye concealers and how to cover those dark circles. So another listener question, everybody. Yay, we love Yay. these. And we've got so many about under eye concealers. Yes. I think it's a problem that we all have. You know, a little bit of darkness or a little bit of bags, you know, everyone's stressed and tired. So how do we conceal them? Um, I love a under eye concealer. I think we all do. And I think I I thought I'd just go through how to pick the right one for yourself. So I think definitely it comes down to shade. So definitely go one shade lighter or the same color as your foundation. I would recommend maybe one shade lighter, but it does depend on how small the shades are 
do you know what I mean? In the a, shade in a range, the, yeah, the shade, yeah. shade range. So if it's a big range, then you could maybe go a shade or two lighter. But if it's a small range, maybe nine, probably stick to the same shade as your foundation. Now, I know why you're saying a shade lighter, but do you want to tell everyone who's listening why you would go lighter? Well, it cancels out the darkness in the in the under eye area and it can brighten and lighten up that area and it really gives you a really flawless finish to your makeup. So... In terms of application, I would use, I probably use my fingers a lot. They, uh, some of them have the little doe forts. What are those? Yeah, doe forts. And then you put them, you can just tap a little, a couple of dots underneath the eyes and then use your finger to lightly stipple it in kind of thing. Like pressing as yeah, you Yeah, press and roll, press and roll. Use the heat of your fingers to really get it in there. Some concealers are like cement. And I say that in a nice way. They're going to give you a really flawless cover everything, but you will need a something like a beauty blender or a makeup sponge, preferably with a mist, and to really get that in. Can I talk about how I cut? Because I feel like this year I've really uncovered how to cover my dark circles. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I discovered Tarte Shape Tape. Love. Which everyone in the, mm. the rest of the world is like, <laughs> welcome to the party. Um, and so what I do is I draw like upside down, down triangle and fill it mm-hmm. in and it seems like it's really hectic, like I put a lot on and then I've wet my beauty bl- blender and I dab it and blend it in and I have never seen my dark circles covered as it's well as goodie. when I've done that. Really? Yeah. And so, can I ask, yeah. do you... Um, do you then, are you doing this on top of foundation, on top of your base or do you yes, do your on base top, after? Yeah, on I top know of, some people do. I do foundation and then under eyes. Yeah. I think it was, it's very old school now to do concealer first. first there used to be yeah. an, a concealer first, but I tell you why they used to do that was because there wasn't enough shades in the range. So you'd almost oh, be right, yeah. colour correcting yeah. with your foundation. Now we have the, you know, luxury of 40 shades sometimes in some. Yeah, Fenty really Fenty just, have, I think it's 40 shades of concealer. Is Might that even right? be 50. It's, it's somewhere, a lot. It's somewhere there's really a lot. up there. It's like so every there's incremental lot. shade. You should be exists. able to find your perfect shade of concealer these days. In terms of setting your concealer, if you're finding that you're getting your concealer's edging its way into fine lines or it's disappearing, you know, after a couple of hours, I would recommend a little bit of translucent powder. Just really dab it on with a nice, maybe a little, a small powder brush. Some people bake it on. I, I'm not into that kind of look, but that's also another option. Yeah, I'm not into the baking thing. I just use, it's actually like a loose eyeshadow brush. I've mm-hmm. got one specifically yeah, for, yeah, I use a yeah. loose eyeshadow brush. It's specifically for my under eyes. Because you don't want to have and colour. I use it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I use that with the Laura Mercier translucent powder and I just kind of do little circles and buff it in on top. And Laura Mercier brings me to my favourite concealers. Laura Mercier, thank the Lord, is back and I is in know, Mecca. I almost cried when it disappeared because Laura Mercier is the guru of the flawless face and what she does so well is under-eye concealers. Um, her cult one is um, Secret Camouflage. It's definitely it's two-toned. It will give you a perfect sh- – you can get your perfect shade if you want to People lighten it, it, make it darker. But then there's also her long wear and natural um, concealer, which gives you a re- really flawless look. So she's got a few other ones. Some of them are in pots. They're so really is that, good. that's They're your go-to? Good. I love them. Um, the other one I love is um, the Bobbi Brown Full Cover. That's got a, that's a more full cover, cover, more like the Tarte. And the other one I really like, um, which goes with my favourite foundation at the moment, which is Giorgio Armani Powder Power Fabric Concealer. So that's oh, a very yeah. good one. 
But Tina, what about you? I love I love um, the Charlotte Tilbury Magic Away concealer because I I'm lucky that I don't um, really get dark under eye circles no. unless I'm super super tired. But that's nothing like I don't really have that pooling of blood under the skin that mm-hmm. some people just have naturally every mm. day. I more get um, blue, kind of like a blue tone, and the inner part of my eye. Oh, like that's the part that people forget, isn't it? That yeah. they forget that area. Yeah, so kind of like where the bridge of my nose, where my eyes kind of meet the bridge of my mm-hmm. nose, I get blueing in there. So I need like a concealer that's super like light and bendable because otherwise yep. it just really creases and you can actually just yeah. see it in that. So that's why I love the um, Charlotte Tilbury Magic Away Concealer because it's super bendy but has mm. a lot of coverage. Another one that I like um, which is super budget friendly, I think it's like, Australia's number one seller is the Maybelline Age Rewind. Have you oh, guys tried so that good. one? Yes. It's really good. So when I feel my darkness of my circles, again, like you, depends on the sleep, the stress and all the rest. And on my lighter days I can go to that one. It's a bit more viscous. Okay. It's not as like cementy as you were saying, yeah. Sal, as some of the others. I'm so keen to try that one. We were in a meeting it's the really other day. Good. It, well, the three of yeah. us were in a meeting and everyone was kind of talking about how they love It's like everyone's concealer. budget favourite. go out and buy it. Because you can it's get it so for like good. $20 because concealers can be quite expensive. They yeah. can range yeah. from... I think the Tarte one is about 37 but they can range up to $60, $60, which is quite an investment, but we all need to hide our dark circles. So I think it's a worth worthwhile yeah, investment. Yeah, no, that one is brilliant. Definitely. And another budget-friendly one, which is a, a newer one in the mix, is a L'Oreal Infallible. It's also the, the doe foot um, nice. applicator, kind of Tarte-shaped tapey. Our, our Beauty Crew's review crew actually tried that one and they loved it sick. Ooh, so I'm going to go out and yeah, try that one. Check that one out. One more that I love, which is budget-friendly, is the Revlon Photo Ready concealer. Yes, you were telling me about this the other day. The and it's less it's less cementy, like I was saying, and I say that in the nicest possible way, but um, it's it's more natural. You can definitely work it in with your with fingers. fingers. You don't need. And it's a good touch-up one on the way. You can't on the, you know, throughout the day. I don't think you can do tart as a touch-up. No. Not really. It's sort of in the morning no. you do it and you're set. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Whereas these other ones you can apply during the day. Yes. So there you go, guys. Sal's application tips for covering those dark circles. We'll put all those product recommendations that we've got in the show notes for you. Guys, I think that about brings us to the end today. I think we've I covered a lot of territory. So I think for now, we'll just say keep asking your questions. Go to the Facebook group, Get Lippy Podcast. Ask us, ask each other, share your wisdom. Um, and make sure you head onto Apple or your podcast platform of choice. Subscribe, rate, review. Tell us all the things you're loving. Tell us what you want more of. Until next time, see you later. Bye, Bye guys. guys.